Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Pay Attention, Please, Hollywood Life's Real Housewives podcast. I'm Chris Rogers. And I'm Eric Tedesco. And we just got done interviewing Gina from Real Housewives of Orange County, which you will hear at the end of this episode. And I don't I don't know about you, Eric. I'm beside myself. She's just always a fun time. She's a great, um, she gave great, gave great answers while we asked her about the current season. And she's just fun, you know? So fun. After we got off, I said to you, I was like, God, I want to go get a drink with that girl. Like, she's so fun. Like, she's not the richest. She's not the most famous. Like, she's just like, I get why she was cast on the show. Like, she's just fun. She's very relatable. She's got that New York thing going on. But now she's like a California girl. Like, she's super fun. And um, yeah, we pretty much hit every little topic about um, this season. And she gave some great stuff about what's coming up with Vicky. Who is uh, making appearances as the season progresses. So, uh, yeah, amazing, amazing chat with Gina. Yeah, and we'll get to that later after uh, we talk about a few Housewives stuff, because a lot of stuff happened this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you ask me, the biggest is the first one we're going to bring up, which is um, Bethany and Jill's podcast. They They reunited for the first time in 13 years like alone and did a podcast um on bethany's uh i don't know what did you think of it It was like an hour and a half like i listened to it as soon as it came out it was pretty wild yeah so um first the picture came out and i was like oh my god wow and then i think a couple hours later is when i listened to the podcast um maybe even the morning after um yeah it was like an interesting you know bethany being bethany she's gonna put anything towards business. So she's good at that. Um, not ironic that she dropped it the day after the New York premiere or two days after the new Roni premiere. We're also going to talk about the reboot a little later on. Um, but classic Bethany, you know, classic Jill. Um, it was definitely interesting to hear them go back and revisit some of the stuff from season three, which has led to their downfall of their friendship. They had never gotten back on the same page again. I don't know if this means that they're going to be the best of friends again. It seemed like a little bit of like a business transaction to me versus yeah. a rekindling of a friendship, which is fine. You know, let them do, let them get their clicks or whatever. Um, clearly the headline of the podcast, which we did run on Hollywood Life, was that they revisited the situation where I believe season 10, Bobby Zarin passed away. The cameras with Bethany show up outside of the funeral, not inside, outside of the funeral. Jill comes out. They film that scene with them. It's, you know, a big moment that uh, all Roni fans will remember. This also came up, if people remember, on Girls Trip uh, 2, when Dorinda accused Jill of, when they were both, when Dorinda was very drunk at one of the dinners, Dorinda accused Jill of basically showcasing Bobby's death and outside of the free neural for the show. And Jill claimed that she did not know the cameras were going to be there. She didn't sign a release. At the time, the women weren't believing her. I, as a fan, weren't believing her, was not believing her. 
Now on this new podcast, Jill doubled down on that. Bethany said that it was Andy who came up with the idea and said that Jill had authorized them and that Bethany, Jill was willing for Bethany and the cameras to show up. Jill says that's not true. She said that she did not sign a release. She said she had no idea cameras or Bethany were outside the funeral when she stepped out there. She said she did not give permission and that the whole thing was done on Bravo's behalf. And basically they were hoping that it wouldn't turn into a legal situation, which obviously it didn't because I think Jill was fine with it being on the show. But according to Jill, she did not give permission to do that. And in terms of reality television, like you're not supposed to film people without their approval. So yeah. this, is, this is a big revelation, if true. Yeah, so I think what what was further revealed that hasn't been revealed before is I think Jill said, I'm not sure if it was a producer or someone, she met with someone connected to the show after all was said and done. And this person, she claims, told her, that we know you didn't sign a release. We were banking on you not suing us. Mm. And she obviously didn't sue them. Um, and I think we're also a lot of the talk got lost in translation is that according to Jill, um, she did approach Andy and say that she wanted something filmed to commemorate the end of Bobby's life. Yeah. But she didn't say she wanted the funeral filmed. She said that she wanted to do like a shiva at her house um, not the actual Shiva that they were going to have for him. It was kind of going to be like a, not a fake one. Like Bethany joked, oh my God, a fake like second Shiva, you know, but it was going to be more of like, she was going to invite the cast over. They were going to like talk about memories of Bobby, et cetera. So Jill had that planned out. And I guess, I don't know, I guess, Aunt, this is all obviously claims and accusations that I don't think Andy's spoken out about yet. And he might later today. I don't know, but basically Andy texted Bethany and said, hey, Bobby passed, et cetera. Jill wants to film something. You should go to the funeral, et cetera. So I think Bethany took that as, oh, Jill wants this filmed. And so that's why she was okay going to the funeral with the cameras. Obviously, like you said, the camera stayed outside. Bethany was mic'd. Jill caught Bill uh, Bethany when she was leaving. Um, mm -hmm. And Jill said during Bethany's podcast that she didn't know that Bethany was mic'd. Mm -hmm. She thought that the cameras out there were possibly TMZ. She didn't know they were Bravo cameras and that she didn't actually know that that scene was going to appear on Roni until it sh appeared on TV, on the trailer, et cetera. And her Shiva that she planned to have the cast come over, um, one of the producers called her after the funeral and said, hey, the ladies are busy. They're not going to be able to make the Shiva. So Jill thought nothing would be filmed for Bobby. When she saw this all happen on the show, the funeral, she found out from someone, I don't know if it was a cast member or something, that the real reason the ladies turned down her Shiva invite was because they were pissed mm -hmm. that Bethany was on camera at the funeral and they weren't. They didn't like that she was sort of the star of that moment and they were also at the funeral and they didn't get on camera, et cetera. Of course, this is like, According to Jill, we don't know. Maybe the truth is somewhere in the middle. Um, you know, the ladies have not spoken out and defended themselves. Ramona, Dorinda, Luann, who all went to the funeral. Mm -hmm. um, but Bethany believes Jill. In that moment on the podcast, she was like, listen, I believe you. Like, I didn't have, like, all these details before, but I don't know. I just believe I'm choosing to believe you in this moment. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll see how Andy reacts and the other cast, if anything. Um, I thought it was pretty shocking. And then the other takeaway from the podcast was the talk of Roni legacy and that Bethany asked Jill, like, what happened there? Because reports had said that Jill um, 
effed up negotiations by asking for too much. I feel like Jill didn't really like give a clear answer, but it seemed like she kind of confirmed that in that she said Bravo was offering her less than she got in se- during season four on Housewives. And that Kelly Ben Simone, who was only on the show for, I think, two seasons. Hey, she was two, three, four. Jill was one to four. So Jill has her beat by a season. Oh, okay. Three verse four. Okay. Um, but Kelly was being offered more for legacy when it was going to be a full show. Right. Um, Jill was trying to get more. I guess they weren't going to, Bravo wasn't giving anything. So the whole thing got scrapped and turned into just a girl's trip where they would film for six days. They would go on a trip, which they already filmed. Mm-hmm. Um, but not at the time of negotiations, obviously. And then Jill was mad because she actually said it was her idea. She told Luann, we should just go on a trip somewhere and do girls trip. And I guess Luann- I was like, of course it comes back to, it was Jill's idea the whole time. Like you can't make this shut up sometimes. And I love Um, it. I don't know what's the truth. I'm sure we'll hear more trickle out as the days go by, the weeks go by. yeah, I don't know. I, I really liked that they reunited, but I didn't feel any growth personally from Jill. I mean, there was a lot of desperation for attention, even in the episode. It was like, mm-hmm. Bethany made a joke about Jill being naked in her room, like at the beginning, and Jill's like, but I looked good, right? Make sure you tell everyone I looked good. You know, it's just like, okay, like, calm down, you know? But I liked it. I'm a Housewives fanatic. I mean, I ate it up. I listened to the yeah. whole thing when it came out. I loved it, but... That's basically the big takeaway. Is. And Bethany said, Carol Radswell, she ain't coming on the podcast. Oh, and yeah, yeah. I was yeah. wondering, because that was something that went through my mind. I know it's something that went through your mind. Carol Radswell, she ain't invited. Bethany made that clear. Three years from now, you never know, because we've seen crazier friendships come come, come again in uh, Housewives. Hi, Teresa and Danielle. But, yeah. um, so you never know. But, um, yeah, my big takeaway was like, uh, Bethany and Jill on Girls Trip. That would have been a great addition. That would have been like the true big group with everyone. You could have taken Kristen Takeman out and added those two. But clearly there was a whole lot of money stuff going on. Sounds like Bethany was out from the beginning. Jill. Kristen's obviously Jill's replacement. Yeah. And it sounds like once they switched to Girls Trip, I believe that Jill said on the podcast episode that out of spite, they did not like invite her once it turned to Girls Trip. Um, You know, and we're still super excited for Girls Trip 5. It's still, I mean, I think Ramona, Sonia, Luann and Dorinda are the main four. Without but I agree with you, it would have been better with Jill and Bethany. Well, but he's so great because that's a storyline in itself. Their years-long friendship slash deterioration. So that would have been super interesting. But for now, we have to settle with a podcast episode. <laughs> Who knows? So, um, I actually skipped over another huge story. I don't know how I did this, but Real Hustles of Potomac's major cast fight, which didn't brawl. even go. Yeah, I mean, it was a brawl. It was... Yeah. A second to last like season event. Um, they're filming season eight. They just wrapped this past weekend, but late last week, there was a huge fight between oh God, this is gonna be so bad. I don't even know their names. I don't remember. It's so, Ashley from last season. Bethany Street, Deborah, which that has to be one of and I don't mean to insult someone's look, but Candace said it first. I'm gonna just repeat candy. Um, candy gal, but um, oh my god, watching this video, it's not a fight, it's a brawl. I mean I'm going to go off a limb and say this is the most brutal physical thing I've ever seen on Housewives in terms of this video on TMZ. Now, allegedly, we're going to break this down, obviously, but allegedly cameras had stopped rolling at this event when once things started getting physical. It was Ashley and Giselle's some fashion line that they're collaborating on launch. So the whole cast was there. 
film the show was filming obviously i believe that this was like this yes like you said the second to last event of the season season eight has officially wrapped filming um cameras stopped rolling by the time we got to the all-out brawl from the video that was obtained by tmz that's been circulating everywhere i mean if you're in the housewives world and you're a fan of potomac you've probably seen this video from what i can see it's deborah aka sesame street um who is ashley's friend who is not an official cast member in terms of friend of she's just there because she's ashley's friend as we saw last season she was only at events that were catered towards ashley from what I saw in the video, it looks like there's a heated conversation between Candace and Deborah, which goes back to the Chris Bassett stuff last season. You can see Deborah throw a drink of sorts or motion yeah. a drink towards Candace. Kiana busts in. Kiana is one of Wendy Osefo's friends. So she's obviously very much team Candace and Wendy and that divide. Kiana busts in. You see the two of them, Kiana and Deborah, going at it, and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> Candace picks up, Candace Bassett picks up a bottle of champagne and somebody, and I believe it's Sharice, just based on other videos I saw of that person wearing that same outfit, kind of just like casually grabs the bottle and puts it down. Yeah. And Ashley Darby is just like putting her hands up, like stop, stop, stop. Behind Ashley, Kiana and Deborah are going at it. Now, most of those girls in that mix were not really cast members. I believe that they were Ashley and and or and or Giselle's friends. Um, one of the girls who people mistakenly thought was Giselle, I noticed on Twitter. Grab, I think, Kiana's hair. So that sends Kiana falling, Deborah falling. I believe one of the security guards falling, like two other girls falling. It is not a fight, it's a brawl. When we just interviewed Jer Gina Kirschenheider, she made a reference and a joke about Jerry Springer. This was Jerry Springer. I mean, I have never seen something like that in Housewives. Of course, there's flashbacks to Monique and Candace with this. And another franchise, you think Danielle pulling Margaret's hair. There's been instances of physical violence on the show. From what I gather, Bravo does not like this. And I don't think Bravo's happy about this. Yeah, I would say the closest thing, and maybe I'm forgetting some physical things, but like Teresa chasing Danielle through Posh. But like even then, the only physical thing was Ashley grabbing her hair quickly. Uh, there was no, you know, like real like physical brawling like we saw in this video. I think before this, you have to say it's Monique and Candace. Just in terms of the similarity yeah, yeah. of pulling the head down, right? And it's like, here we go again. Which which isn't good because this is the third mm -hmm. physical fight on Potomac in four seasons, I yeah. think. I mean, last year was like, me, me and Wendy was nothing. Yeah, I guess you consider that one wasn't really. You no, know, that was inexcusable on Mia's part, but. Yeah, I'm interested to see what's going to be included. I did read that when they filmed the season finale um, the next night that it was discussed. Obviously, I, I don't think they, I don't think they could have not talked about it. Um, I'm interested to see how it plays out, but I'm hoping they they figure something out to where like these physical fights just like kind of stop because it's just not a good look. And I know the cast has talked about it in the past. You know, it's just it's just not good. No, and it's not that fun to watch. I mean, it's brutal. Like when those girls, no, fell, I mean, yeah. somebody could have hit their head. Like, I'm not trying to be like all, all like sappy and like be like, oh my God, somebody like yeah. some of those girls could have hit their head and like gotten a concussion. Yeah. Like it's dangerous. And, you know, mind you, it's Deborah who is so thirsty to be on the show, just from what I've seen. Ashley's friend, Deborah, who's desperate to be on the show, and Kiana, who we know nothing about. So I don't want to, you know, judge ahead of time, but she's a friend of, and they're not two main people on the show there are two people that are probably not going to be on the show again after this be um, yeah it, it's not good but i love potomac and i can't wait <laughs>
<laughs> I, you know, Potomac is one of my favorite franchises. I love it. We're getting the same cast with, uh, you know, two new girls, Kiana included. So um, I love Potomac. I'm excited. So, I mean, people will tune in. They'll, they want to see yes, it. But no physical violence. Bad. Yeah. Um, let's start with a couple of shows that aired this this week. Um, Atlanta's actually getting better. Do you agree? It was definitely the best episode in weeks. Yeah. And I thought of that right away. And I thought of you in the podcast. I was like, I can't wait to actually be positive about Atlanta. Sorry, everyone, for my black hole of negativity with the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Because I used to love the show, I will say. Yeah, um, it was funny to see Marlo um, admit that she went on a date with Kenya's boyfriend, which I thought was kind of shady. But hey, we're on Housewives. That's what the show's all about. Um, it is funny. I mean, Kenya said she knew, so it wasn't a huge shock. She said that. Uh, I think his name's Roy. Um, mm-hmm. He had already told her that he went on a date once with Marlo and DM'd her, but this was in 2018. Um, the interesting thing, though, is that the ladies are kind of like put off with uh, that Kenya just like shrugged it off. Yeah, when Sheree's Sh- boyfriend DM'd her a few years ago, and Kenya made such a big deal about it um, when it was literally probably basically the same thing um maybe we'll see more of that talked about as the next couple episodes come out but that was funny um the ladies are about to go to portugal which is going to be exciting um i love i love love the brunch just real just to backtrack before we get to the portugal trip i loved the brunch that uh drew and ralph did Soon to be, you know, and the show soon to be exes, Drew and Ralph. But that's that was fun. Like, you know a cast trip with everyone. We had the husbands involved. Like, it was kind of giving like a Jersey scene a little bit. Like, everyone was there. Um, well, I, also, what, I was just gonna say, it's the first like group event in a while where every yeah. single cast member was there, and that's what we need more on Atlanta. And we weren't getting for a while. No, no coincidence that people were really not ourselves included, were not enjoying the last couple weeks of episodes because there was just everyone was mixed up and not hanging out with each other and whatever. And um, yeah, so I thought that was a super fun event. And then we get to Portugal and hey, we got drama. We got Drew versus Sheree, which I think is always a fun feud. It started last year. Um, it's happening again this year over, you know, she by Sheree stuff. Um, I like when those two get into it. I love Drew. But I almost think Sheree's having trouble. I don't know. I just feel like where's the, where's the Sheree that like, oh, check me boo. Like where's the... Round one, ding, ding, went to Drew. Like, Drew, is a, even though she had left crying, which there's obviously definitely more to, which I think was going to come up next week, you know, yeah. shades of the Ralph situation maybe. But um, I love Drew. I think she honestly might be my favorite on the show right now. And I think she's bringing the most, not even just because of her divorce story that's going to play out, but just like how she goes up against the other women. And I really like Drew. Me too. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. I think we're going to see uh, the relationship with Ralph start to crack, especially with him being in Vegas. I think she gets upset over that. Um, and it just carries into everything else going on in her life. So we'll see. Um, Roni finally premiered this week, the new reboot season 14, all new cast. Um, I'm curious what your overall thought of the episode was. I think we briefly talked about it in a prior episode, but now that it's aired, we can freely discuss little details. But like, what was your overall thought? Yes, yes. We got the screeners for the first three. So we have seen the first three episodes. The first episode finally aired. Um, my God, people are loving it. And I didn't think so. I was, I was apprehensive. I liked it. And I know you liked it. I think we were both apprehensive of like, what are you know, what's Twitter going to say? Not that Twitter represents everyone's 
opinion, but um, I it proven it doesn't because did you see the ratings? Remember we we they tried what they were. We thought they'd be in the seven hundred thousand live viewers. It was like six something, six fifty ish. Yes, I think maybe sixty seven or something. Which not is- as amazing as I have thought based on the strong positive reaction we saw on Twitter. And the promotion. There was a hell of a lot of promotion. I mean, obviously a lot of people might have watched it the next day and we'll eventually see what the live plus three day, that's really the ratings Bravo looks at. Um, But viewers really only get access freely. Like, so, you know, I think there's a specific account ratings by Bravo that posts like the day of live Mm -hmm. viewers. And it was like 600 and something thousand, which is kind of like, it's like Salt Lake City numbers. It's like Dubai numbers. It's not as high as I thought it would be. And I can't remember off the top of my head what the last season of Roni did. I think it was higher, though. I think Roni started to fall on the sevens and the eights, which was bad for them. Bad for the money they're paying back cast or were. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I think word of mouth will help it. I know, you know, I just talked to my sister the other day. She hadn't yet watched it, but she was planning to. I think a lot of people will watch it and hear get good word of mouth. I'd like to see how the next couple episodes do. But overall, I liked it. Aaron's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, she gives off strong, like, Bethany vibes. Uh, I really like Jenna. I think she's interesting. I liked seeing it in her apartment. And she obviously is... I want to say she's the one, seems like the one with the most money, but honestly, a lot of these ladies have money. Like, Mm -hmm. it's very obvious. You know, they're living in big New York City apartments, brownstones. Like, they are successful. They are young. They're fun. Um, But not just young. I mean, we have all ranges. I mean, Jenna said she's in her mid-50s. But then Bryn and Cy, I think, maybe are in their 30s. Yeah, it's a span of, like, maybe 20-ish 17, 18 years between all six of them, I think. The thing I was kind of thrown off about, and I know it's being talked about online, is just how, like, this episode started and they were talking about something that happened prior, which for me helped a little bit because it made it seem like, oh, these girls are really friends. Like, they have a past. But then I'm quickly realizing that they had to cut um, Lizzie out, one of the cast members that joined. She got, she left the show um, for being... I guess making anti-Semitic comments. Um, no, she's. I mean, this is like a whole, you know, rabbit hole to go down this. But she is Jewish, and when she had exited the series after a couple of weeks into filming, she said that she was receiving like anti-Semitic stuff from. Um, but then it, there was a Page Six report that came out later that her her husband allegedly used the N-word to the producers to um, recant a story that was happening and. I think Bravo was like, you know, and this has like not been brought up like in the slightest like bit, like this has been completely wiped away from at all talks. So um, it's it's obvious if you know about this, when you're watching the show, you know that episode one is not day one of filming, if that makes sense. Like yeah. there's something happening already that I was even texting like my sister and a couple of other friends about it. And when I said that, they were like, oh, my God, that makes so much sense. Like you could once you know the history about what exactly happened with the Lizzie Savetsky situation, you can pick up on that. This was not day one of filming. However, I think it kind of worked because you were yeah. almost thrown into a friend group, quote unquote, because they're really not a friend group. I mean, let's be honest, like these six girls aren't like like they're I think some of them are friendly and I think they're, you know, know each other, but they're not like a friend group. And I think it the jumping in a few weeks late for episode one actually made it seem like that which i think resonated well with the viewers 
because it seemed like there's so much history and there's all these interesting dynamics, which I think there are totally. Um, so I think that actually ended up being a positive for the show and got people pumped up for what's coming next. And episodes two and three are good. They go to the Hamptons, to Aaron's, and I like both episodes. Yeah, it's good. Those are my favorite. Jenna, Aaron, and Bryn are my favorites. Um, but I like them all. Like, I really do. Like, there's something about all of them that I like. And I think we're going to get a lot of good storylines as the season goes on. Like, Jessel's marriage doesn't seem like it's yeah great. Like, I worry that there's a split coming, you know, stuff like that. I think we're going to get good storylines, good, good uh, drama. And I'm excited. Um, Crappy Lake also aired the same night. Um, we're three episodes in now, I think, which is, the show just always makes me laugh. Yeah, so um, You know, they went mudding this week. Uh, the double date in the mudding thing, you know, did a lemonade stand. I mean, it's just, it's like comedy and it's kind of what we want from Luann and Sonia and our yes. brony, you know, OGs. Easy breeze to watch. 30 minutes, 22, obviously, without commercials. Um, it's funny. It's like nothing serious. There's no drama, really. Um, although I guess there there is a little bit of drama about who's making out with which guy and who's pushing who in the mud. Right. Um, I know yeah. it's super funny. It's like you said, it's what we want from Wayne and Sonia. I mean, they're complete characters. There's And, you know, as much as we love the new Roni, you'll never be able to eclipse what those characters of Luann, Sonia, Dorinda, Ramona, et cetera, brought to our television screens and our lives. Um, yeah. so it's super fun to see uh, Luann and Sonia on. And um, yeah, the lemonade stand for me was the funniest, just like Luann running around in her outfit, like with the sign on. And like some people were just not getting yeah. through the time of day and yeah. was trying to back up her car. And like the woman was like, I'm trying to get out. And Luann was like, oh, sorry. And Sonia, <laughs> was, um, I think the person that was in charge of the lemonade stand was like, don't pressure them. And Sonia was like, no, pressure them. That's yeah. what I went to. I've been like, no, we're selling lemonade stand. Like we're going to hustle. Let's get this damn money people um they're they're cracking me up it's hysterical it's it's funny yeah and we're i think we're only getting six episodes so i think we're halfway through um it's a good it's a good break from the 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 intense like scandal and you know jersey and stuff Mm -hmm. it's like like light-hearted housewives like fun which is a lot of the reason why we tuned into roni a lot with the ogs is because it became like sort of a slapstick comedy show with luann and sonia and you know Dorinda and Ramona, but it's good. It's good. Just real quick, since we're still on like the New York topic, um, do you think that the early success, again, it's in literally one episode of the reboot, I know the ratings weren't, you know, super, super strong, but people are liking it so far. Um, Will that mean trouble for the other franchises that are hurting? Because someone asked Andy that on social media, if they maybe commented or something, and he kind of like, hinted that that's a possibility um he put like a thinking emoji face um like hmm you know in, interesting concept or maybe we are or something like that if i had to pick which series they would do it with my guess is atlanta mm-hmm. just because i know a lot of those ladies are getting paid big big bucks especially mm-hmm. candy um kenya's probably making a lot of money um who else is on that show that's long-term? It might just be Kenya and Candy at the moment. Right, so Jay, she came in and out a couple Yeah, times. but I feel like because she took breaks, they were able to probably... Uh, Candy must be making a ton, though. Candy's making a ton. So I have a feeling, and the ratings aren't amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll give it, like, one more season to try to, like, 
boost the rate, maybe bring Porsche back in and see if that works. Mm -hmm. But if it doesn't, I do fear that that would be the one that they would reboot. I know some people said Jersey, but like, no, you might be annoyed by Jersey, but Jersey is still delivering in the ratings. Like it's doing really well. I don't see them doing that anytime soon. Uh, Or maybe it's a show. I also thought about this. Maybe it's like Dallas, like a, you know, the show that's no longer airing, but they obviously own that franchise. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why not come back with a different cast? Um, yeah. and see what happens because they did it with Miami. I mean, half and half, and a couple old, yeah, veterans. Success there, newbies. Yeah, and that's clearly been a success. I mean, who doesn't love Miami right now, right? right. So, yeah, it would be interesting. They're not going to do it to Atlanta this soon. They're gonna. Uh, I mean, we've talked about I this. Think also, let this simmer a little bit. See how the full season does. You know? one episode, like, I, if we know anything about Bravo fans, they're going to hate it in four episodes. Yeah. <laughs> not us, because we try to be as positive as we right. can shows because we obviously have to cover them but like you, the the tie turns very quickly when it comes to this stuff so yep. let's you know beware because episode one i have to say of dubai i really liked the finale of dubai i was like i don't want to watch the show again and we're going to check in on season two with probably coming out in the two next yeah it should be probably soon we'll see how that I goes know. i wasn't a huge fan of season one either but mm-hmm. i'm going to give it a chance and i'm hoping season two improves a little bit um but yeah that should be coming soon because they wrapped filming mm-hmm. recently I think, I think them and Potomac just wrapped yeah. around the same time. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's get into OC, which is my favorite Housewife show on right now, yeah. and I think you agree. I love yeah. it. Yeah, we finally got the napkin throw this week, mm-hmm. um, which happened at Nobu, of course. Um, Heather threw a Nobu party, dinner party, after everyone got back from Montana. And um, we find out that the reason Tamara threw the napkin is because... I guess Jen revealed that Tamara used to have the hots for Ryan too. And one time joked about maybe she should go have sex with him and take one for the team. Tamara obviously denied this and, you know, got mad that, Oh, actually Jen didn't reveal it yet. That's right. Sorry. I'm going to insinuate it. She insinuated insinuated that she was about to that party. Like who else did? And Tamara was like, what? Also the moment when Jen threw the napkin in her confessional, that was great. Oh, I know. Yeah. I was, like, it, you know? I was like, I'm getting, I felt like I got hit by the napkin too. Um, but um, yeah, Tamara lost her damn mind. And um, we talked about Gina, cool. but Jen was calm. I mean, I if someone's throwing a napkin in my face, I'm not calm. So no. kudos to Jen Pedrante. Especially knowing you're on camera, it's like a whole nother level of embarrassment. And it's like, you know, sometimes you can't, you don't know how you're going to react until you're in that moment. And Jen did really well. Like she just sat there and was like, really, are you really going to do this? You know, um, do you believe what Jen said? Do you think Tamara really said that? Yeah. But I think like jokingly, like I, I think that maybe Jen, cause then Jen did offer an explanation when Tamara was gone from the table to their women. And then also in her confessional where her story was that Tamara and Eddie went to a party at Ryan's Tamara called two years ago. Um, Yes, a couple of years ago before filming and everything, obviously. And Tamara called Jen and was like, I'm at that hot guy from the gym's house, you know, come here. She was like, should I go to his room and take one for the team? Like, I don't think Tamara was being serious. Like, I'm on a gym sleep with this guy that I just met at the gym. Like, but I think what Jen is trying to say, and I think without breaking the fourth wall, what she's trying to say is Tamara is using this for a storyline to come after Jen. And I think what Jen is trying to say without saying those words is that, well, it's convenient for you to joke around about, him being flirtatious to everyone and us all thinking that he's hot and him, you know, maybe, maybe not being a faithful partner back when it was funny for you, but now it's like the biggest deal ever. Like he committed this horrible crime and 
he's a horrible partner to Jen. And, you know, keep in mind, Jen is saying that Ryan has been good to her. And we don't know that to not be true. You know, right. we haven't heard that he's cheated on her. Of course, maybe stuff will come out. And Tamara hasn't really said that he's cheated on her. He just has his reputation. And I, I'm sure, like, if I had a friend that was in a relationship with a kind of guy like that, I would probably be like Tamara too. Like, mm-hmm. like this is really the one? Like, this is yeah. this is the one that you're going to go with? You're going to choose? I don't care how hot he is, you know? Right. So I kind of get, I get both sides for sure. Um, but yeah, that ha- that napkin hit her right in the face. Wow. <laughs> It's interesting that you said about the storyline thing, because it's like, that was one of the takeaways I also got from Bethany and Jill's podcast is they talk a lot about how a lot of, they think they're falling out stemmed from the pressure of being on this show and needing to come in with some sort of storyline. And I mean, Dorinda has said it to us before when we've interviewed her, she goes, there is so much stress in between seasons thinking, what am I going to go in with? I need to be interesting. I need to be exciting. You know, for Bethany and Jill, it was Jill coming on and saying, Bethany, you didn't like reach out when Bobby was sick, you know? And and she said she felt like she heightened that because of she needed something, some kind of storyline on the show, especially when you go between seasons mad at each other and then you come in hot the next season. So for, yeah, so this whole thing with Tamara and Jen, I agree with you. I think it's like, it is sort of something I feel Tamara's grasping onto for a storyline. Does that mean it's fake? No, it just means it's heightened because of the, the fishbowl they're in. Yeah. Of they need to produce something for us, you yeah. know? So we'll see how it plays out. Um, next week, we do get that Heather friend that That's is the one who her. told Tamara that Ryan wanted to have sex with her. Um, the one, the one that, that allegedly got, received the dick pic. She got the dick pic. Um, so I'm happy we're finally going to hear from her and 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 get her side of the story and stuff um, from her own mouth. So that'll be exciting. But we also get Vicky next week. Vicky yeah. Donaldson, which uh, my my prediction is Heather blonde Heather. I think Heather. I mean, she's thirsty and she wants to be on the show. Just an early prediction. We'll discuss next week um, yeah. on that, obviously. But that's my early prediction. Um, yeah, next week looks super good. We get Vicky back. We get a Trace Amiga's dinner or lunch. Um, something happens with something happens something and then how about well how about during the nobu thing i thought this was like the most hysterical part for me (sighs) when heather gets the text from terry Terry and then looks at shannon and like i i I understand why shannon was dramatic because heather didn't like come out right and say it again it's like typical heather dubrow like she like panicked shannon and shannon was like what and heather was like no no no, your kids are fine your kids are fine but david's getting a divorce and then she's like i know already and they're like oh Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, okay. So this was, again, at the time of filming when David Bedore got a divorce. And I think that's a whole mess in itself. Um, But something happens next week with John. And it looks like Shannon's talking to production or something and saying, like, if this is on air, my relationship is over. I'm very confused. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I'm like, what? Like, I... I don't know unless she, yeah, I guess we'll find out next week. I mean, I take that two ways. I take it either 
she refuses to be embarrassed on national television of something he did or i don't know she did something that he will he'll now find out about i don't know i mean from what we've heard through tamra and interviews and stuff like shannon it sounds like john did something to her to cause their split um but i don't know it's i'm so like intrigued and vicky is just sitting there like watching it all go down and she's just like she kind of like took joy in it because like i think when shannon and tamra walked away vicky kind of like laughed like oh you know like it was it's yeah, good. she's like, I'm not a full-time so cast member. I don't have to be involved in this complete mess. I get to like watch and kind of get watch from the sidelines. So, yeah. yeah, I'm excited. OC is just, we've said it so many times, like it's a broken record. It's so good. But I think it's now about to get even better with the whole John drama, Vicky back. Um, Gina even says that something happens to Vicky that blew her mind, which you'll hear her talk more about that in her interview. Um but yeah, so stick around and listen to Gina's interview because you guys got to hear what she has to say. But also um, go to Apple, uh, Spotify, where you, or wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe to our podcast because we want you to be alerted when new episodes come out. They're going to start coming out Thursdays regularly. Um, but set up those alerts, subscribe so you can get all, all the, our interviews and housewives news. Yeah, and throw us five stars. Oh yeah, please review. Give us five stars <laughs> if you're happy. All right. Talk to you guys next week. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Pay Attention, Please, Hollywood Life's Real Housewives podcast. I'm your host, Chris Rogers. And I'm Eric Tedisco. We are so excited because we have none other than Gina from Real Housewives of Orange County here today. Welcome, Gina. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. We're so excited. We are both loving the current season of Orange County. It's been... Isn't it good? It's so That's good. It's yeah. So good. I, I don't know. I can't get enough of it. Um, uh, This week's episode, you know, we'll get into... This won't come out till after it airs, so we're totally fine talking about that. But, um, you know, you guys hit the ground running from the beginning, um, especially you with your friendship with Heather. So I want to get kind of right into that and just ask you you know when did that when did you feel like your friendship started to shift and why did you feel like she wasn't really making an effort with you um well like honestly it was a surprise to me that heather was even having an issue at the beginning of this season um Emily, actually, I had a lunch with Emily when we first started filming and she mentioned something to me about Heather, like feeling like I wasn't being like responsive or I missed like a lunch or whatever. And I was like, hmm, like my spidey sense went up because I was like, wow. that seems a little odd, you know? Um, So the first time that I even knew that she had an issue was when I was at her house, honestly, that was like a very natural response to that um and listen I care about Heather so I'm never going to be like why would you have a problem with that I'm like trying to work with her I'm trying to now you know make up for I guess having like a busy summer and six kids you know at that point and I felt like I was overcompensating and being more sensitive towards her feelings and then when we were in Montana it was hard for me because first of all, Emily wasn't there and she's my yeah. vacation. 
if you know, and that, and honestly, like for me on a level, like where Emily is one of my best friends, but also just like personal note, like traveling, like I am scared to be by myself, literally, like it just is what it is. So like, I, I like literally like sleep in a bed with Emily everywhere we go. Right. So not having that comfort already was like hard for me. And then I was super sober and all this stuff was coming up with Jen. And really, I just wanted everyone to stop talking about Jen's situation. Yeah. But no one wanted to stop talking about it. Shocking, you know? Yeah. And it, it did just get to the point where I got so upset. And I think for me, the breaking point with Heather was I actually felt like when she came into the car, although I don't think she ultimately gave me the correct advice for my relationship, I felt like she really was there for me as a friend in that moment. Yeah. But then... After that, I was just back in the bunkhouse with Jen, who it's not her fault, but like, that's the person that I'm like, why I'm crying, you know, and then Taylor, who I didn't really know that much. And she's just like up in the house partying. And that didn't feel right. And then the really the moment that got me was when I was trying to help her in the it's shoveling the shit and be like, sorry, if I can't curse, but being like, yeah, curse why. <laughs> I can. Okay, good. <laughs> this is really hard for me not to. Um, but yeah, like when we were doing that and then I was, all I was trying to tell her was like, look, girl, like, I think you got your eyes closed on this. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't me gossiping. It wasn't me telling her any more information. It's like we were all present the previous night before where we all heard Tamara basically admit that she took a shot at Heather's career. And I felt that Heather was choosing to keep her eyes closed on that. And she was basically like, you know, I asked her if she was mean to me about my career. She said, no, I have to take that on face value because she's my friend. I understand that. What she didn't have to do was then go and tell Tamara the things that I was saying to try and help her as a friend after telling me I wasn't being a good friend to her. At that point, I was like out. Mm -hmm. And then that's why the next night at dinner, when like my relationship and this, you know, came up again. And now everyone seems to chime in on that. I was like not having it. Yeah. Do you um, feel validated now that you saw the footage and that Heather kind of, I mean, Tamara kind of was shading Heather's career with Taylor? <laughs> I absolutely did feel validated. And I was like waiting for it. You know what I mean? Like I was at home like, okay, it's all going to come down to this. Did she or didn't she? But I was like very confident yeah. that. I find it. And, so- like my point. I was just going to say, I'm sorry. Funny that like. A lot of housewives will often say they didn't say something when they know they were filmed. But is it like a thing where you guys just forget what you said? Or maybe you maybe she was thinking if she just kept. Well, look, like if Tamara said it was that way and then I didn't challenge it, it might have played that way. Right. It's like maybe sometimes you say stuff and then they just hope that it doesn't they don't get out it, you know, because so it's like rolling the dice, I guess. Or maybe Tamara didn't remember. She was also drinking you know, champagne when she was at that lunch. And it's not like, look, it's not like what she said, what Tamara said was like super egregious. At the end of the day, she was just like joking around. Like we all like take shots at each other, like whatever. But, but that's a very sensitive topic for Heather. And the part that really was starting to bug me was she was so mad at Taylor, a woman who she doesn't even know that well. So if you don't know her that well, why do you even care what she thinks about your career? I would be pissed at Tamara, my really good, one of my best friends. You know, if it was, 
if it, the same scenario was me, Taylor, and Emily, mm-hmm. and Emily was talking to Taylor, I wouldn't care what Taylor said about my career, but I would be pissed at Emily. Yeah, yeah you're going to feel more hurt by the person you have a closer bond with, not the random person, so to speak. Right. Yeah. So that was like my whole thing is just, it just didn't feel right. And I just felt like she was misappropriating this anger. And I think that she chose to take it out on Taylor because she didn't want to take it out on Tamara because who wants to take it out on Tamara, you know? You guys make some progress in this week's episode and Heather actually apologizes to you when she hears how badly she hurt you. Um, Is it, is it, you know, should we expect you guys to move forward in a positive direction or, you know, is more going to come up later that might rock the boat a little bit more because your, your confessionals this season are so shady when it comes to Heather, I feel like. And I don't know if it's based on like what happened here or if something bigger comes up later. I don't know. I, well, okay. First of all, I just, I'm a little snarky. I mean, I'm always going to, I'm always going to take the shot. You know, yeah, I am. I'm a New Yorker and like, I'm always going to take the shot. I'm always going to take the dig. Honestly, my best friends that I'm closest with, I make fun of the most. It's just the way it goes. It's almost like if I'm making fun of you, I love you, you know, but certainly Heather did definitely get under my skin a lot this season. Um, And listen, I'm always in the spirit of moving forward and staying positive, but you just can't always help you can't control other people and you can't control other things. And I feel like Heather struggled this season. And I feel like she was chasing something that she shouldn't have been chasing. And despite our efforts to try and redirect that, she is going to, she's a grown woman and she's a strong woman and she's going to do what she wants to do. And she did. And I don't think it was in her best interest, but maybe it's a learning lesson. What would you say she was chasing at the Tamara friendship? I think so. Yeah. That's what it kind of looks like. She was definitely interested in reconciling with Tamara once Tamara signed back on the show, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even, I get that. You know, they do have a long history together. And I think that Heather would have expected to have been one of her primary friends and all that. And it's not like I'm faulting Heather for wanting something that's reasonable. It's just, if it's not happening, you gotta let it go, Elsa, you know? And it was sort of at the expense of your friendship and Emily's yeah. friendship with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think for sure. I think for sure. And, you know, I'm not so catty and petty that I'm like going to go and cry about that or whatever. But it just became it just was like a bad look for Heather, honestly, you know. How is um Travis feeling about this whole situation with you being, quote unquote, triggered by Jen playing out on the show in front of all the viewers? Um, You know <laughs> what? He <laughs> Travi daddy he's just so even keeled like and it's like I don't know I think I'm more affected by it like I watched first of all I watched that and I don't know he's never done an interview I was like babe they want you to do an interview yeah, you know like, what is that I was like I don't know he's like well what do I do I was like wear this shirt and he just like shows <laughs> up and like does it I had no idea what he said in there you know so when I'm watching it I was like my God, like I cried, you know, because I'm like, but that is just like, what I love about Travis is like, even in that moment, it's not over the top. It's not sensational. It's just genuine. It's like genuinely who he is. He's a good person with a good heart who loves me and cares about me. And knowing that I have that, nothing can affect him or us 
whether it's good, you know, like now it's obviously like everybody loves him because he's great, you know, but like that doesn't affect him either. Like it doesn't go to his head. It doesn't change the way he thinks about a relationship or me. We're still just steady as she goes. Mm-hmm. Are you guys talking marriage at all? Because in the preview for next week, we see you guys have a nice dinner, a mention of a proposal. Where you guys stand with that? Oh my gosh, I didn't even see that yet. <laughs> You're ahead of me. We see the good stuff. <laughs> that was such a long time ago. Um, I mean, we always, you know, kick it around. We're very open, as you can see, and we're very practical. And I think that really factors into this. I think it's it's an interesting, it's interesting, right? Because it's like, um, we're trying to be level-headed. We both married young and obviously selected partners that were not compatible for us. We obviously fucked that up. We obviously, our relationship shit the bed. And um, we know that we're committed to each other, but we're trying to be responsible. We have six kids and we're in more of a building our life together phase. I would like to get us, we're never, we're never going to split up. We are, we are a family. We are life partners. Eventually I would love, I would like to have a, a wedding and I would like to spend a bunch of money on a party, you know, to celebrate our love. But right now it's just like not our top priority. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, you know, obviously a lot of your storyline with, with Travis this, this season is about, you know, you being triggered by Jen and her past. Do you, looking back now, do you feel like you overreacted a bit or do you feel like your feelings were validated? No, I think my feelings, I do think my feelings are valid. And I don't think that anybody who has gone through a traumatic experience and then is triggered by something and emotions come up should should feel like that's not valid. Like, right? It is valid yeah. because it's how I feel and it's what happened. Is it unfortunate that... Like, you know, it affected my friendship a little bit with Jen. Yes. But like, honestly, Jen was really kind throughout that whole thing too. Like we under, we got each other, you know, at no point was I blaming Jen for my emotional response. Like Jen did not cheat on me, you know? And I have forgiven my ex for that as well. And I don't look at him like he's a bad person, you know? So like, it would be so hypocritical for me to be like, Jen, you're awful, but I'm, my ex is perfectly fine, you know? And and that's not what that was. It wasn't about Jen. It was just about me, you know? And, and honestly, at the end of the day, it was really a good positive thing for me because I was able to look at something that I didn't necessarily want to look at or knew that I needed to look at. It brought up feelings and emotions that I had been, I think, numbing with alcohol in the past. And I allowed myself to feel those feel things. those feelings. Like you're welcome that everybody else got to feel yeah. those really what they do. And um and I got to process them out. Yeah. And you know what I think you go through things traumatic. Anybody who's been through anything, it doesn't matter what it is, it's important to not stifle those those emotions that come up, you know? Like, I think triggers are actually positive things because the triggers happen, you step on the little landmine, it forces you to feel something, you get it out, and then every time going forward that a trigger comes up, you respond to it less and less emotionally because you're working on kicking that out. And then I think you get to the point eventually, hopefully, where... 
things will always come up. You'll always have to look at that because it's a part of your memory in your life, but you don't have to look at it in a bad way. Yeah. And I'm trying to get there. And I think that what happened in this season with Jen helped me to further that journey along. And the viewers are learning. Yeah. And the viewers are learning something too, because you're not the first woman to be cheated on and not the last, unfortunately, or person to be cheated on. Yeah. Right. And like at no point did I tell Jen that she should like fuck a cheese grater or whatever. Yeah. So like I don't know, right? like reasonable. Like Yeah. This week uh, we had the napkin throw, which has been teased yes. all season. Um, you were obviously sitting there at that lovely Nobu dinner. I was very jealous of that dinner. Um, what was your reaction to that? Did you think that was warranted for Tamara to do that to Jen? No. <laughs> no. I don't think like physical contact of and I don't care if it's a napkin. I don't care what like you spritz a bottle, throw a drink. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. Yeah. Like I'm not. This isn't Jerry Springer. I don't. <laughs> I don't like that. And I think it's so wrong because you also are putting somebody in a position where now what is Jen supposed to do? And I give Jen credit because I feel like I've been put in that position before. Um um that what were we in Arizona mm-hmm. in that hut where Kelly hit the thing on the hat hit yeah. Shannon gotcha. on the hat and then she smacked in the background and you put someone in a position where now what are they supposed to do? You know, right. it takes a lot of inner strength to not now retaliate and make it stupid. And I'm just not here for that. Like we're grown women. We can have differences. We can be emotional and dramatic because we are very good at that. But we should not cross physical boundaries ever. It's a hard stop for me. Infidelity, hard stop. Physical contact, hard stop. Jen is so calm in that moment, which is surprising. Yeah. I know. Because she's like, namaste. Yeah. Jen's a good, Jen's a good person. She really is a good person. She's really good on the show. Like she I is, think she's great. Yeah, she handles it really well. She's interesting. She gets mm-hmm. along everyone it seems like obviously she's you know sparring with Tamara currently but she's remains calm like we we are big fans of her and I like to see your friendship with her grow this week a little bit more Um, yeah yeah it is nice yes and she's also like obviously I just love that she didn't let she really understood what I was going through and I love that we really kind of are it's so weird but it's like we really kind of are bonded a little bit even though we were on opposite sides of like a really polarizing issue we found a way to come to the middle and to understand where each other was coming from and build a friendship off of that and I think that's really cool and I think that that's something that probably a lot of people in this current climate could look to to see like you can be completely on the poles of an issue and find a middle yeah well said what is your overall thought about having Tamara back on the show? I know at the beginning of the season, you seemed excited. How do you feel now? I still love Tamara back. It's so good. It's so great. Like, we really, we, you know what? It's We are an ensemble cast. And when you're limping along without one of your pieces, it's hard. And like, this is definitely the first year. I think her break was probably the best thing for everybody, right? Because now she comes back and it just makes so much sense it's so great she is who she is through and 
And really, this is the first year since I've been on the show for five times now, you know, that it it really doesn't feel like my cast meets. It really feels like like a social group. And then there's different levels of that, like obvious. And that's real, right? Like I have certain ones of those friends that I see on a regular basis. And then there's other people in the group that are friends with my friends and I have to be around them sometimes. And so I keep trying to be present. Like that's very real. So it is what it is. And and I think it works and I'm happy she's back. Yeah, It's not a coincidence. I hope she does this until she's like a dinosaur in her grave. I swear. (laughs) I hope she never leaves. It's not a coincidence that I think you guys feel like it's genuine and then the fans feel like this is the best season. It's like, there's definitely a reason for that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy about it. I'm like kind of proud of us. Like, yeah. yay, go, go it's, RHOC. It's, it's a good squad you guys have right now. Yeah. Um, Heather has kind of insinuated when she's been doing press that she feels like maybe Shannon and Tamara's rekindling and their current friendship isn't that genuine. Do you think that they're genuinely friends? Um, no, I would, I would agree with Heather, honestly. And, and I, and I don't even know if Tamara would disagree with that. I think Shannon would probably disagree with that, but you know what, what I have heard from Tamara, like what the, their fight where they didn't talk and then they had to hash it out at the beginning. That's been a common theme in their relationship dynamic since I've, I've been a part of this. And so you know, when it's a common complaint that like you only want to be my friend when we're on the show, then that's that isn't genuine, you know. And I don't know if I don't I just don't know. I don't think that Shannon necessarily does things intentionally, though. It's not like she's like, well, now we're filming, so I'm gonna be your friend, and then we're not, so I'm not. I just think she's selfish. Hmm. What could we expect from you guys dynamic later this season? Because you and Shannon always seem to butt heads one way or the other. <laughs> Yeah, we butt heads again, both ways, one way and the other. Next week, we see uh, seems to be some sort of admission about Shannon and John's relationship. Um, what can you tease about that, if anything? Well, I think you guys all know the. I mean, outcome. we know they broke up. Yeah, we know <laughs> they broke up for today. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know because honestly, like. For me, that's the way the relationship has always been. So I don't know. I don't know how that's going to be relayed to the the viewers, you know. But for me, it was not shocking. It was not surprising. It was just standard. Yeah. And next week is the Trace Amigas reunion. And we know Vicky is going to pop up a little bit more as the season progresses. What can you tell us about Vicky being back in the fold? And how do you fit in with her? Vicky... Oh my God. You guys should be so excited. Like I'm not even joking. (laughs) Vicky is so great. I never thought I would say that either, but like, honestly, Vicky came back and like, first of all, she like loved me. I was like, who is this one? (laughs) He was like, you can tell really, I think Vicky, although I don't have like a, I could text or call Vicky. I feel like close enough to do that with her, but we don't have like a, you know, we're not in the same, we're not in the same cycle, I'd say, but she seems really happy to me, like genuinely happy, which is really amazing and awesome for her. And she's freaking hysterical. You know what? She She's just, she's just so, so naturally herself. She comes in, she says hysterical shit. She makes trouble just being herself. And it's all incredible. Yeah. You want her back full time? Honestly, there, 
there is one thing that happens in Mexico. I hope that they share it. If not, I'll, we could get back online and I'll share it after the season's over. Because it was literally my favorite moment of the entire season. Something that Vicky shared about her her life and like something that she does. I just, it blew my mind. I was like, what? And I, I couldn't stop asking her questions about it. I was like, why isn't everybody else asking questions about this? It was just so great. But honestly, I think... It was really cool to see Vicky. She always looks great. I've always thought Vicky is so well put together and, you know, like physically and stuff, but she just seems so like happy and it's nice to see that. And I, and listen, I do respect her. She is the OG and like, it's cool. I I hope that she continues to be sprinkled in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Vicky likes people, likes specifically women who work. You are mm-hmm. a hardware. You're an entrepreneur. You're doing a lot of things yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just started your own podcast, Orange Country. Yeah. How is that going? It's so fun. I love every minute of that experience. It's been also like another lane for me to be able to like have conversations and process more feelings and you know, we cover a really wide range of topics. So it's like pop culture, mental health, sobriety. Um, you know, we obviously housewives is a part of my life, but it's not housewife focused. Um, personal journey, personal story. Um, Shane, my co-host, Shane McAnally is huge in the country world. That's why it's called the orange country. Um, and he's also, he's also gay. So that is a very interesting like tidbit about his life. The the episodes air on Wednesdays, new episodes on Wednesdays. You can get it anywhere that you get your podcast. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Thank you. Oh, oh. Um, but also like this week in particular, just to tease it a bit, he goes into, a, it, it made me cry actually this week. You know, it's not like mush, it's up and down, up and down, which I like it's balanced. But yeah. he talked a lot about experience that he just experiences that he just had during um he did like a lo- a big international trip with his children. And he shares some stories about that being a gay man traveling with his children internationally. And it's very interesting because it's things that you wouldn't even think of, you know, and how people are affected in different parts of the world. And it's very eye-opening. And it's good to hear. I think it's a, it's a, it's like a healthy podcast. Mm-hmm. We need all that. more of those in this yeah, one. Today. <laughs> yeah. Um, you um, also have your Cara Gala skincare line. Did I say that right? I do. Yeah. Cara Gala. Yeah. That I'm not like as a stickler on the name. It's just because I don't know if you guys know this, but like Cara Cara is a type of orange and Gala is a type of apple. So it's Cara Gala for Orange County in New York, the big apple. Um, I never, yeah. 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 It goes along with your tagline too. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm a little heavy on that now, these apples and oranges things, but I yeah. think like they caught it, but it's, but it is my life and it is the two yeah, halves of my heart put together. And that's been going great. I mean, I work hard on it. It's a small business. I'm proud of it. It really, they are phenomenal products. And I'm so appreciative for everybody who has, you know, trusted me and tried it using it. And it, that's really fun and exciting. And I just got my real estate license. I know. Oh, we were just lost to... Nikki Dubrow about that. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like honestly, I love Nikki Dubrow so much. Like Max and Nikki Dubrow, you guys don't understand too. Like we went on that trip to New York with Max and Nikki. I yeah. 
love them. They, no, I hope Nick yeah. takes over the world. I hope he yeah. sells every house in Orange County. Like, I really do. Like, I genuinely adore him. And so I really hope that none of that ever, you know, there's no hard feelings there. Because I adore those kids. I really do. Heather no, is, I think he Heather was, is a phenomenal parent. Amazing. Yeah, I don't think they'll be offended by No, right? If no, anything, he no. a little shine. Yeah. And he's killing it. We t- I talked to Heather a couple of weeks ago. He's doing really well. He's got nothing to worry. I'm not worried about Nikki DeBrow. He's got, he's got the thing, you know? So he's going to be great. Yeah. But actually I'm just about to, I fingers crossed. I'm about to wrap up my first real estate transaction today. So So exciting. Yeah. 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 I'm excited. It's a cool, it's a fun job. Did we see Gina on selling sunset? You never know. (laughs) Stay tuned. Hold a little house. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Gina, for stopping by. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. And we're so excited to see how the rest of Orange County season 17 plays out. And uh so fun. Will yeah. I see you at BravoCon? Yes, we'll be there. Yay! Yeah. Woo, 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 woo. Vegas. Vegas. All right. Well, thank you so much, Gina. Have a great day. Thank you guys, you too. Bye. 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 Bye.